0: Hi, I'm Dan Higginson, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Idle Hand Society podcast, where we hope to discuss and learn more about effective creative process. And I'm joined today by the man whose chuckles could cure COVID,
1: Paul Bentz. Good evening. Good evening, my friends.
0: Paul, we've just been talking for about half an hour, I think. We've probably got a little bit of catching people up to do. You've been a really busy man, a bit behind Gertn here. The last time we spoke was about three or four days ago. Since then, it sounds like Paul's been a really, really busy man. He probably can't tell us anything about any of it, though. Is there anything you can tease? Um, oh, it's difficult, you know. Uh, You've been pulling quotes together, right? You can putting say quotes, that
1: much? Pulling put in quotes together, yes. Lots of lots of quotes. All of a sudden, the world seems to have fallen in love again with photography. And, yeah, it's quite, rather busy. This, this week is particularly, like, I've had three, four... Maybe even five phone calls from people wanting to do um, something of scale, which is quite exciting. Yeah, so I'm literally going to do a test shoot tomorrow for one client, which was probably the fifth test of testing. So I'm done with testing for this job, but I think it's all it's all happening anyway. So 23rd and 24th of this month. And Daniel's coming along.
0: Ooh. I know, I know. And weirdly, I think you and I, Paul, we've only really met each other in real life like once, maybe twice. It's once, right?
1: Once, I've only met did... you It's once. Where did we meet? Was it in a cafe or something? It was in Blackfriars. In Blackfriars. Yeah, that was, yeah. God, it's weird, isn't it? Um, but I've, I've, I
0: I can't think of anybody else that I've spent as many hours talking to as you, where in real life our relationship is almost non-existent.
1: Yes, and so, we've, got a, we've got a digital relationship, Daniel, and it's going to become physical as soon as these these um, shackles have been thrown off us. I, I we'll, look forward to
0: the start of our beautiful physical relationship, Paul.
1: It'll be hugging, <laughs> lots of <laughs> hugging.
0: <laughs> I'm really excited about it. It's going to be really cool to, to get out and do a bit of work with you because, I mean, it's just really nice to be able to get out. I think that's probably the most exciting it, it, thing in the world. But uh, But yeah, I think it's been
1: a while coming, right? Yeah, yeah, it has. It's been a really um, long, long quiet year, but then it's been it's been quite productive in other ways. And I think it was nice, you know. Sometimes you 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 kind of in it, and you never get chance to stop and have a look and think about other stuff. And I think one of the amazing things that's come out of this year is me and you having this conversation on a weekly basis. It's been quite um, therapeutic. I think it's been quite enlightening. Um, I like. I like the idea of speaking to different people from different backgrounds. Uh, it it, it en- enriches me. I feel it's like this enriching, I feel with every conversation we have, slightly more enriched.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I really value this time that we, we get to to chat this stuff through because you don't really get to to give this stuff a second thought most times of the day. You know, it might be the kind of thing where most people might put it off and they think, I'll wait, maybe one day I'll have a serious think about what this means to me, or, or or maybe they work it out through like a long lifetime of like a very long career or something like that. And it, it's quite nice to have a dedicated time in the calendar every every
1: week to really chew this stuff over. It's it's like yeah, going it's, really uni- great. it's like going to university. It's like you know, it's, it's like, a little bit. isn't it? It's, well, I've never been to university, uh, you know. I, sorry, me either. me either. And part of me still wants to go. You know, part of me. There's a bit of me that, but. That wants to go and do a masters, and I maybe I will later down the line, a bit later down. I really love to. I think, I, 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 the more I find myself falling in love with photography, it's it's just how deep you can go down into the rabbit hole, and and I love that idea of exploring in a more, what's the word? Just to get not not a deeper understanding, but but more intentional. Yeah, more intentional, maybe more intentional. Yeah. I know that's a word we throw around a lot, right, you and I? Yes, intent, this in, this idea of intent. It's, uh, it's a cloud that follows you. <laughs>
0: I've, I've actually been looking into it. I've been looking into doing a degree, um, a degree in photography. It'll probably have to be like part-time outside mm-hmm. of my work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm currently running a nine-to-five and um, and a business at the same time, a sort of fledgling photography business that you've all heard so much about now. I'm a glutton for punishment, and I'm also looking at doing a a part time photography degree because one day I really like the idea of after right. I don't want to do it just yet; I'm not ready, but I, I quite like the
1: idea of teaching. And you mm-hmm. just can't get into that without without having a degree. Yeah, I, I think there's something. I'm not sure I'm cut out for being a teacher. If I'm honest, I, li- I like speaking about it, but I think it is you're you're much more you seem much more organised than I am, and I think um, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> but i've been told by multiple people that i that i probably would be quite good at it i think you would i, 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 I don't, I don't that, know if i believe them but no i think you would it does I I think, appeal like it's really strange but like you've we, met román and you've spoken to román but i mm. get you and román are similar beasts i think in that you you when you at least you to me from, both bo- very handsome both very handsome one is from and one is from <laughs> Kim. <King. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Australian, I was like, you sound like oh, Crocodile Dundee.
1: <laughs> um, but I, no, it's true, it's true, I think. For me, there's something about this deeper understanding, this greater knowledge. I'm not sure, like I say, I want to go down the teaching route, but I I, I like this idea of gaining as much knowledge as I possibly can about this wonderful subject. That every day I'm like, I'm still learning something, you know, it's, it's still... Um, and maybe having that in, I was looking at, sorry, going slightly off, but I was looking at some of the, the most of the courses have gone online. So a lot of them you can actually do, you know, online. And that, that's, that's quite appealing. I'm kind of. But then if I was going to do it, I kind of want to make the connections of, with the physical people. I think I've done enough of this, like, digital living. I, I like the idea of actually going into college now and physically being in the space. And maybe I'm, I'm romanticizing that a bit once I've been on the tube for a week i would be like, no, actually, just do it online.
0: <laughs> I think the issue is is that you'll go in the same way I would, right? You'll go in as a mature student, and I think when you walk into something as a mature student, you're you're not on the same um, you're not on the same wavelength as the kids that are going there. They're going there as a stopgap because they think doing photography for a couple of years is gonna keep them out of doing a full time job, mm-hmm. and you're going in there with like this impassioned view that you're gonna learn all this new stuff and actually uh, i'm imagining that neither is true yeah right they're still going to have to get a full-time job and you're probably not going to learn all these amazing things that you think you're going to learn because you've been doing this as a career for the last god knows how long like i don't don't know i I just wonder i wonder Uh,
1: i don't know i don't know i i i i I, I, i've done a few courses with lewis bush i mentioned him before and lewis is a lecturer Hmm. and even just doing those day uh, you know the day course i i I always come away from it feeling I've learned like loads where, you know, it's just the understanding and it's the, it's some of the critical thinking and it's the, the reading lists and it's the, the, the bits that you don't get from the internet. Like it's this, it's, it's, you know, you can go and do, like you say, you can go and do it that way. Lots of different individual courses. You can pick and choose the bits that you want to do. And I think there's some, there is some value to that. I think because you're, you're almost creating your own degree in a way. You're you're doing the bits that you find interesting because obviously in a degree there will be some bits that you probably won't find interesting. There is a lot of good people out there doing lots of good courses about lots of different things. Um, and one of the things I've really liked this year is like understanding the reading of photographs and the the ambiguity in photographs and, and all of that stuff. Like that we maybe you don't think about when you're first starting out. You know, it, it's it's how, like, what is that book by John, I think it's John Berger, How to Read a Photograph. I mean, like, I've read it twice, man, and I, I, it's just still, it's like, wow, man. It's just that deeper, deeper understanding, I suppose. And and it, it just, it makes me feel smug. <laughs> 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 no, no, it no, it doesn't, but it just makes me feel like, I know, I know this subject just a tiny bit better than I did before, and... Mm-hmm. And I think with that, like, hopefully with that better understanding, you can make better work, right? But that that's thats kind of my logical way of thinking about it, I think, is that, you know, the more I understand, the better work I'll be able to produce. And, you know, I'm not interested in making better photographs or it's, it's not about that. It's a bit, I suppose, it's making, it, it is about making better photographs, but it isn't. It's like it's just understanding the whole history and the context of where photography has been in this. And I've been reading a lot about the colonial gaze and white man's gaze and all of these different gazes. There's a lot, like if you're in the trendy world, they talk about gazes a lot and, you know, how important the gaze is. And I I never thought about it, but the more I read about it, it does, obviously, you know, we all come from, well, we don't all come from, but there's a lot of white colonial and our our past and our history and how that makes me as a white man take pictures. I think it's in, it's, it's something that, I, as a Welsh boy growing up in the valleys, I never thought I'd be thinking about. But it it is. It's like something I really kind of it interests me. It, it does. It makes me want to delve deeper. Um, and that's why the degree has always been something that's it's there. It's in the background. It's something that I think I will do one day. But like, like, like I said, I don't know if I'll ever get a chance. Like, like life, you know, mm. it's like, it's, it's a bit, maybe when I'm 50, like I've got five more, four more years. <laughs> it's
0: creeping up, and it's creeping up. Yeah. I think that's a good as time as any to, to introduce today's topic. And I know that we were talking a little bit about something earlier, and I think this is all kind of circling around it as well. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about how to tell when you're actually doing good work. Now, that may be in photography, it may be doing anything else, but we're we're talking about whether or not going to uh, study at a university or even studying at all anywhere is, is going to make you a better artist. And weirdly, when I was growing up, particularly when I was quite young and I was in bands and that kind of stuff, I genuinely believed, and I guess there's still maybe a small part of me that does still believe this too, learning like a formal education just teaches you rules that you're then going to have to follow and actually will probably ultimately make you worse at what you do because you'll overthink things. We've all been in that rut, right? Where you, you get stuck because you're sat overthinking what you're going to do and you ultimately do nothing or you do something that you've always done or you do something that somebody else has already done because you get stuck playing by somebody else's rules i do wonder still if there is something to that i'm not quite as wedded to that as i used to be but there is a part of me that i just cannot shift that tells me that it's it's difficult to create new and fresh work if you're playing by the rules that you've been taught in some kind of formal education i don't know what you think of that
1: i think sometimes structure and a framework is is really important and i like i say, i didn't go to university so i don't know but i i'm I'm assuming it th- the better ones, and, it, and I suppose there's lots of different courses, but the better ones will equip you um, with just the structure, the framework of, of critical thinking about images and ethics, and um, all of these different things that you may have been scraped across and had, you know, a little touch of these ideas by reading about them on the internet. But having somebody who's, you know, a professor and, and studied this their whole life. I think the people that the lecturers would be I would really want to meet the lecturers and and see those people before I committed to to the degree because I think it's all about the people that are, are taking these courses I think which will hopefully expand your viewpoint exp- mm. make, make, you know I think it is about expanding what about what you think about and and my small mind definitely open in it to being kind of catapulted by somebody who's passionate and in love with the subject and knows, you know, has read deeply about it. And I think you can only gain from that because by just their influences and picking it off, you know, they'll, they'll give you reading lists and influences and videos. And there's lots of different things that you get that you, you as an individual, via Googling, just not ever going to get to, I don't think. I think so. There is, there is some benefit of having a structure. I, I do think that, Photography is one of those subjects where you can learn the, everything technical yourself. Everything, absolutely everything, down. You don't need anybody to teach you how to use a camera, how to take a picture, how to set, any of that rubbish.
0: I think it's the same with all art forms, right? You can always do it. What's
1: it called? Uh, you can be an autodidact. You can, yes, you can teach yourself. Absolutely, and I think photography definitely, I think, is one of those those areas. And, but I, but I maybe you plateau, right? There's, you can. You can learn all the technical stuff. You can learn the lighting, but how do you make a good photograph? Like, how do you? What What are the? What, what is the bits that put together to make a good photograph? And the thing that I always come back to: you don't make a good photograph. You 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 try and capture it's the emotion, isn't it? It's it, It's you're trying to make somebody feel something. So a good song, a good book, uh, a good photograph. All of these things, the ones that. That kind of do magic or make you feel good are the ones that can tap into that emotion really well. They have this these access points, and like you say, not not every song. Like if you you know, not every song, not every book, not every photograph you're going to relate to. But when you do hit that book, that you know, you think, oh my god, this guy knows what I'm thinking, or you can relate to those pictures, and you think, absolutely, you know, it, it, it bam, it goes off, doesn't it? And I, I think making good work is all about. Trying to emote, I suppose, and, and have empathy in not only how you take the pictures, but how you show them and how you show the work. And I think that must go across the board, right? It must. I mean, you said something earlier,
0: just before we started recording, that sort of reminded me of, uh, of a quote that I'd heard before. So you were telling me that you know somebody or you knew somebody that had gone to study music and just dropped photography and dropped all the other art forms that they were into just in pursuit of music. Immediately I was reminded of, you know, somebody's going to write in. There you go, there's there's your chance, everybody. Just send me a DM or maybe comment on on Instagram and let me know who said this because it's someone far more intelligent than me. But somebody had said that all art forms strive to be music. I think music touches people in a way that no other art form does. I don't know many people that have been brought to tears by a painting, but I also don't know many people that haven't been brought to tears by music, right? It, it's it's there, it's this like ever-present thing that at every stage of your life there's there's like a song that reminds you of this, or this is the thing you were listening to when that happened, and it can be good or it could be bad or it can be a cathartic thing that you listen to to get you through a tough time, or it can be this joyous thing that you
1: celebrated to. No other art form does that. Do you know what I mean? Not even close, right? And and, and I, I, I sometimes think about that when I'm out, and I, 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 if you could take photos like a piece of music, it would be wonderful. And I, I, I don't know, I'd, and maybe I'm naive, but I don't know anybody that can... I mean, you listen to, you know... Just trying to think of something that I really like that I've been listening to this week. Um, I mean, any, any any piece of music, but if you like, well, it can get you right from the first bar, from the first beat, from the first like, and you're in, and you're in that piece of music, and you're, and it takes you somewhere. It's taking you on an emotional right. journey, and I, and that's so difficult to do. I think that's so difficult to do in what we do in photography. I, I, I that if if you could make a book. Like a piece of music. I think it would be majestic. And I think some photographers can get close to it. Like, I think there are few that that can elevate their work to that point. But even then, even then, mm. it doesn't, I don't have the same emotional response. I, I don't think I've looked at any book, Any, maybe I'm just completely unempathetic at photography. I don't think you are. I don't, I don't think that exists. As one made you cry, as one made you, you know. Like, usually, your emotional response is a bit, hmm, oh. you know, you, you never, you never go, oh no, my god, you know, you know, you know, there's no kind of
0: right. Like, when you're I not, have, you're not quickly texting your mate, saying, hey, oh, well, you've got to see this. This is
1: amazing. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I've got like a
0: a playlist of your favorite
1: books. photography books. Or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it does something different, doesn't it? I think you. It's a much more. Like some, some books you look at and they'll just stay with you. Like and you remember an image and it'll you'll come back to that and it's it's a slower response. Your your whole you're taking time, you're flicking through the pages, you're having a, a tactile response to the way the paper feels, how the layout is, you know, all of these things are happening subconsciously that you're you're aware of but you're not. And then you close it at the end and you're like, Oh Yeah. And sometimes, like, there are a few, there are a few books I think, wow, that is amazing. That, 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 how did you do that? Like, how did you do that? But it, it, it's, it's definitely not the same emotion, the same sort of real, raw emotion as you do when you listen to a piece of music. And, you know, obviously different pieces of music make you feel different ways too. Like, you know, a beat, dance music makes you want to go and party. I don't know, like, photography books are they all doing the same thing like can there be a new ones? like you know we'll have a techno book or we'll have a, a drum and bass book or we'll have a, a classical like do, do, do they do they hit those different notes and, and and can it be done i don't know
0: well you've spent a long time photographing in a club right you were talking about this in episode one or two mm-hmm. and you were saying that the original campaign that you did for, for ministry of sound was it was your photographs Accompanied by the time the photo was taken and the song that was playing when you took it. Mm -hmm. How close did that get? The people in the know, right? Do you think the people of the right age to be attending Ministry of Sound, that that advert was aimed at? Do you think they saw that and they were looking and thinking, yeah, like half past one in the morning, listening to whatever it was that was being played.
1: Were they transported to that time and place? Maybe. Maybe if I'm being kind, but... It's difficult, isn't it? Like, whenever do you, when, like, whenever I look at an advert, it's very rarely does it transport me to the place. It's doing something. It's like, it's trying. There's this type of, I was listening on, on the radio today, Radio 4, they was talking about this type of music, like elevator music, basically, but they were using it to, um, make people work faster. Like, they, it was kind of this scientific radio station. I can't think what it was called now. Right. Um, but it was really interesting. And, uh, they were saying, like you know, they in the in the it must be fifties and sixties. I think they had this type of music that they'd play in factories to make people work faster, you know. And and it's it's just, it's getting into like you know programming people with different types of music. it was basically all about that. And you know, I I I think music can do that where photography can't. I think. I think. I don't know. You tell me. Do you think? What do you think? Do you think you've been a musician and a photographer, and and so you have a really interesting. You must have an interesting kind of point of view because you've done both arts and you've practiced both, and you must like even if you played in front of six people in your your mate's pub and there's 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 a response you're happening by playing to the music, and and playing to a crowd where you don't there is you don't get that feedback from
0: you. You don't. You don't. I, I've. I've done both right I've played to one person in a bar before where there was literally six people in my band and there's like one person out in front of you and that one person is the sound guy I've I've done that that was interesting um, and I've also played to I don't know I don't know what the biggest crowd I've ever played to but we we did a support but oh god am I gonna mention this I feel yeah. like I want to cut this out afterwards. Come on, come on. I once supported Wheatus. Do you remember Ooh, Wheatus? Yes, yes. Wow, that's pretty cool, isn't it? No, my soul is dying a little bit even thinking about it. But we supported that anyway. Like, so it wasn't us. We didn't bring in a crowd. But they had a pretty big crowd for the for the venue. It was a small, very, very small venue. For those that know, it was the Forum in Tunbridge Wells. It's literally used to be a public toilet. So you can imagine what the size of the venue is like. And it was fucking rammed they were over capacity that that place was illegal if if the old bill would come down that night they would have been shut down (laughs) but it was it was a fairly good crowd I think I've played to bigger crowds than that but I can't off the top of my head that's the one that jumps to mind and having done both of those things you're right there is like an energy that you feed from and I don't know that there's many art forms where you can feed off of people in front of you I guess that if you work in a theatre if you're like an actor or something maybe you can do that Mm Mm-hmm. A musician, and then I don't know who else gets to do that. Who else gets to feed off of the energy in front of them?
1: Medians, maybe. Yeah. No, but but people who perform live to a live crowd, right? It must it must be a similar feeling whether you're a musician an actor or. I will
0: tell you, it's totally different. Right? It's totally different to the feeling you get from, I don't know. Let's say, for example, I put out an image now. And everybody listening, which i'm in i 'm going to guess is in the region of maybe a couple of hundred people, right Maybe that might be close to one of the larger audiences I played in front of because i wasn't very popular. But the feeling that I would get from showing everybody that image that I'd taken or if I'd painted something like that's a different feeling you 're not responding to what the audience is giving you at the point that you're at a gig or something. the audience is they're part of the performance in a way that it wouldn't ever be like that. If, if you, if you did an exhibition, right, I've never done an exhibition, but let's say for example, you do like a nice big exhibition and there's a few hundred people there and they're all milling around and drinking champagne and eating hors d'oeuvres or whatever they're doing. And they're looking at your work.
1: I'm sweating.
0: You're, you're sweating thinking about it, <laughs> but, but you're not performing in the same way, right? You might be milling around with your little finger out while you're sipping on your champagne. You go, Oh yeah. all so very nice. Really nice to meet you. Uh, it's all bloody good. You know, being a bit of a toff, but it's not the same. I don't no, think that kind of performance is because you've done the work already. You're not yeah, feeding yeah. off of their energy,
1: you're just schmoozing. You're just showing them the, the stuff that you've done over the last. I, 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 I it, part of me always wanted to be, you know, lead singer in a band going a bit crazy. I, I kind of would have loved it, I think, but then, then again, I can't sing. So, um, unfortunately, that was never going to be an option. Neither could John Lydon be still a fucking hero. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, very true, very true. Um, I, I suppose you could be a bit of a pan rocker, None of you could sing, could you? Do
0: <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, I've been in a lot of different bands, but the last band that was out playing, we had two vocalists, and we didn't split up on the best of terms. But actually, they were both bloody good. They were both bloody good.
1: Mm. One of them was better than the other, but I'm not going to tell you which one. So let's let's go. Let's talk about you and your photos a minute. So. I'm going to give you kind of a hypothetical situation. You're, you've just been out, right? You've been maybe walking the street for a day. Yeah. And you come back and you've got a set of images that you've just shot. How, how do you find your good images? What does Daniel, what do you see to say, okay, I'm going to keep that one. I'm going to keep that one. I'm going to keep that one. That one's gone. That's crap. That's crap. Is what, what is your like criteria, I suppose? What is your evaluation process when you're looking at an image? Okay. Talk me through it. So part of my evaluation process, which
0: I don't want to skate over because I feel like it's kind of important. I'll probably look at them because I'm curious and I'm on the train home, right? And I will probably skip through them on the back of my camera because I can. If I wasn't shooting film, then I'll probably look through, but only because I find the back of my camera infinitely more interesting than my phone. So that's probably the only time I look through it for a while i might get it home i might back up the images but i'm not going to do anything with them for a while like maybe a month sometimes longer right so that's the first thing is there's time i I don't want to look at them while they're still fresh in my mind i don't want any emotional attachment to the ones that i think were good because i worked hard for them
1: Mm -hmm. sounding like a professional already come on keep coming
0: Again, I'm going to caveat this with anybody that's seen my street photography knows that all the images are a hot mess. <laughs> None of them are particularly good. So I don't uh, really feel like I've got any wisdom to give you.
1: But, no, no, but, but this, uh, this is my process. Every time we speak about your work, all you do is put yourself down, Daniel. And today, today is let's not put Daniel down day. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's imagine, let's imagine that I'm happy with
0: some stuff, right?
1: yeah okay you found yeah. some great you found a keeper you're looking fact, at it
0: right this is this is another point worth making while there is stuff that I've posted to Instagram there's probably only about two or three images that I've ever taken on the streets that I've been happy with
1: mm, that's ever interesting. that's interesting that's interesting you must be like you must have a set where you've got like thousands of photos in your Lightroom uh-huh. and you're going no no no, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. you've only got three three images you've ever kept have you I suppose it cuts down on hard uh, disk space and back I've, costs.
0: Unfortunately, I've still got them all. I, I wish I was
1: brutal <laughs> enough to
0: just delete everything, but I'm not. Me neither. But but no, there's there's not many. I'm imagining you might be in a similar boat. But there's not yeah. many I'm truly truly happy with. But let's
1: right. just go with the ones that are good enough. Okay, so you found you found some good ones. Now now, how are they good? How are they good? Yeah, they good? That's, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. <laughs> so.
0: What I'm looking for in these images, these aren't necessarily images that are good enough to go in a book, but they are good enough to go in like a magazine, right? They're those sorts of images. Okay. Right. What I'm looking for is something where when I look at it, it immediately evokes an emotion. You were talking a little bit earlier on, and I want to come back to something you said, but I want to kind of answer your question before I do it. You were talking about abstraction, and i really like abstraction in fact anybody that's looked through my street photography work will know that quite often quite deliberately all the subjects of my photos are abstracted you generally can't see their faces i'm generally looking for something where you can impart your mood on on the picture Mm. right absolutely I, i feel like the human face gives away so much when you look at it you immediately feel what that person is feeling And sometimes I really love that, right? When it's a very quiet moment of contemplation, I kind of look for quiet moments of contemplation, right? That's probably what I'm looking for. Sometimes it means that you can't see that person's face. Sometimes it means that you can, but generally when you can, I'm not the kind of person that's looking for like some massive moment where the person in the photograph is like laughing their head off or like crying into their sushi. Sushi. (laughs) Why we both jump for sushi. How weird is that? (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for quiet moments of contemplation. And anything that I immediately look at where I think, huh, that kind of does that. That for me is is a keeper. It doesn't have to be in focus. It doesn't have to necessarily follow the rule of thirds, or I'm I'm not looking I'm not one of these guys that follows the latest trend. I don't like nothing is teal and orange and I'm not I'm not doing that, right? That's not the thing I'm doing. What I am doing is I'm looking for normally quite a lot of contrast i like i like when the light does something interesting the harder the light for me the better soft light is very flattering and nice but i like it i like it when the light's doing something interesting where that is almost a subject of your photo as well and i like abstraction so if i can find those three things for me that's sometimes a keeper and even then it's got to be aesthetically pleasing as well and i don't know how to define that
1: I think it's really difficult to define aesthetically pleasing, but it's it's. I I come back. You want to try and make somebody feel something when they look mm. at your images, and that one you want to make them feel what you're feeling. I think. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Right. So on. you'd said earlier on that you were reading
0: um, the book, or you were doing the course, and somebody was talking about abstraction and 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 taking things away from 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 your work, whether that's photography or whatever. I've noticed obviously I've been talking to you now for a few years, I think at this point, maybe two years, maybe longer. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed your work has become less and less abstracted. I've noticed your work has become, there's more and more context being added into every photograph that I see. There's some, there's some detail shots that you, you occasionally kind of post on Instagram that maybe (laughs) don't fall into that category, but every photograph of a person seems to get less and less abstracted do you know what I mean so if, if I look back at uh, your you're really helpful actually because you've labeled all of your all of your um, projects. so you've got a project called Details or something um,
1: Have <laughs> I that's a really good point. I haven't looked at my website for ages I need to update I did, I think I, I think I, I removed a few bits and So your up. project that you named Details. And that's just what you were
0: labelling things on Instagram, right? So maybe yeah. it wasn't on your website.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was
0: was all stuff that looks like it was probably taken with a fairly long lens and mm-hmm. it's like snippets of people. So it might be somebody's feet, it might be mm-hmm. it might be a real close up of somebody eating something, but mm-hmm. but it was all very abstracted work. You could tell mm-hmm. what you were looking at. It mm-hmm. wasn't that abstracted, but there was something missing that you had to fill in yourself. Mm-hmm. Now when I look at your portraits, they're deliberate. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're worse. I'm not saying they're better. I'm saying that now they seem deliberate. Now you've you've seen Bob walking down the street. You say, hi, Bob. I really like the cut of your jib. That's something I can imagine you saying to Bob. Um, and then you pose Bob on a bridge and he's skipping. Or or maybe he's a guy and he's wearing loads of high-vis stuff. But mm-hmm. like, you get a
1: sense of who that person is where the other stuff was way, way more abstracted. This comes back to this idea about how... How do, how do i show people who i am in my photographs i suppose and like we we're, we're we're obviously each one of us has multitudes of you know we're not we're not we can be happy we can be sad we can be angry and we're not we're not one just simple human being with just you know i'm happy happy and i'll just show you pictures of sunsets or something but i think because we're complex human beings and and trying to like, I'm, I'm just trying to understand the world of myself through my images, and sometimes, you know, the world is really complicated, and it's a really, like, it's a shit world, let's be honest. Like, I, 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 I think we, sometimes I, I fear for my children, and I think, my God, the environment is only going to get worse. There's, we, the population is going to explode. There's going to be people. Fighting for water, there's going to be famine. I like, like, for looking into the future, but like, not too far. And I don't have to be too much of a, you know, a futurist to understand what's coming. Um, Is this maloquious, Paul? This, this, this isn't <laughs> happy, Paul. <laughs> but, but, but I think, I think there, there's, there's darkness and light all around us. There's happiness and there's sadness. And, and trying to get those nuances across in your work and also show who you are is really is really a challenging thing to do and I suppose in the in the the, the the, like the less the more abstracted stuff so when I shot details of people what the question I was asking myself is how much of a person can I show you before you make a judgment and what judgment are you making when you look at those images? Like even when it's just maybe a, somebody's bag or their socks or, you know, and you're instantly, you're making a judgment. You're you're building this picture. You're filling in those gaps yourself. Mm. And I f- I find that that's really quite interesting. I think um Mimi Malika, um I think we talked about him last week with, but he's basically done a project similar to that kind of where he's showing details. And I think the interesting thing is that it does, you, 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 you instantly begin to build a picture of somebody. But in those photographs, I'm not sure if you would ever get, like if, if I showed you like maybe 30 of those detailed pictures, would you get anything of who I was as a person? Maybe, maybe you would. And I think so. That,
0: yeah? that I think that was the first work I saw of yours where I was immediately attracted to it. And I think that's how we started talking, Because mm-hmm. I think maybe I was... Leaving little fanboy comments on on those photos, I, I would take a I would take that book in a heartbeat. Paul, in fact, I would swap money for a, a giant one of those prints to hang behind me.
1: You can, I'm going That's yours.
0: You can come and choose. We can do it. You, me. This. I so think that, I know the one. I think I know the one. It's the. It's like a lady or a girl or something with a red dress, and it's like the corner.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. That's I'm, that's probably the one. So when I've been shooting this river wandle project and uh, trying trying to get emotions into inanimate objects, you know, where it may be just a newspaper on the floor or a a broken bottle. Like it could be anything or just light or flowers or like that's, that's, I've been, that's what's been really interesting to me this year is I know the portraits. I can pretty much do that stuff. Like I don't worry about, I can, I think I can take a candid portraiture. I could take a, you know, a much more methodical documentary style portrait. Um, I, I don't worry about that. I, I I think the the more you do those kind of where you stop in and, and you're posing people, the better you get at it. Again, it's like you the more you do, and, and I think sometimes you get like I I. There's days I go out and I don't I can't be bothered. I'm like oh my god, please don't make me take any more pictures of people where I have to stop them and talk to them. And I like, ah. But there's other days when I'm like yeah, come on, I'm gonna do it today. I'm feeling quite positive, and. What I'm trying to say is, though, on the on the maybe the not so optimistic days when I'm not feeling so positive, I I might go and shoot more abstract things. But that those what what I've been looking at this week is in in those moments where they're not so optimistic. Does does that translate into the photographs as well? And I think it does. I think actually, like, and that's what I was saying about multitudes of your personality. Your you know, your like, I, I might come across as quite an optimistic and fun-loving guy, but there's moments of you know darkness and you're human right yeah absolutely and i think that's that's what i'm trying to get across i suppose i'm
0: i'm fairly convinced that the emotion that you're feeling when you're creating the art doesn't necessarily map on to map onto the work itself and i guess maybe i should explain that and i think this is the same it doesn't matter if you're a songwriter or what i think if you're good at your craft you can still capture a moment even if you're not wholly invested in it do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you could still probably write a fairly happy song even if you're a miserable git yeah for sure definitely and I, i think you could do it convincingly as well i reckon you could go out and you could take gentle photographs on your most testosterone filled angry days and i still think you could do that justice because it's now part of your your muscle memory the way you think the way mm-hmm. you see things and mm-hmm. i i think they would still look convincing convincing enough even that when you looked back at them in a number of weeks time i don't know I want to I want to flip the question you asked me a minute ago and I want to ask you the same thing um but whatever your process is you could probably do it in such a way that you could almost convince yourself that that's what you were feeling at the time just because that's how that work makes you feel now
1: yeah that's true that's really true i, I think And, and sometimes when you're making the work, you're not, you're not thinking about how you're feeling at that moment in time. You know, you know, I might have had an argument with the wife and she's pissed me off and I'm like, okay, I'm going out. I've just got to get out of the house and I pick up my camera and I'm just making work and I'm not thinking about when I've gone and I've left the door and I'm looking for pictures and I'm, I'm just wandering, um, aimlessly. I'm not, I am processing how we've just had an argument and I'm processing it through the images that I'm taking and, And you're right, like, if I leave those a period of time and then look back at them, I probably won't remember that I had an argument with my wife before I went out and took them. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. But but I do do think that there's some skill, like, the more we talk about it, and, and the more, like, helpful I find it, is that the skill is taking the pictures with emotion, right? So whether that is a doorknob or two old grannies sitting on a doorstep smoking cigars right your the the job is the same try to try and convey how you're feeling um or or at least to convey a feeling right yeah 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 it convey a feeling absolutely and i and i think you know, sometimes I, I look at the work and I think, how can how can I convey how I'm feeling through just these strange? I mean, I, like even so, I, I mean, I posted on my Instagram two pairs of shoes this week, right? There's just a Nike a Nike trainer and a Puma trainer. They were totally um,
0: different shoes as well, right? I've seen totally, this. They're like a what was it called? Uh, two images, like a diptych. Is yeah, what called. yeah. Right. So, it, and it's it's on the same post, right? It's on a carousel on Instagram, and it looks like you've just found random abandoned shoes. But you photographed them in the
1: same way, yeah, and and I did. And I, what was interesting to me was uh, why is there only one shoe? <laughs> why? How come there's only one shoe here? Like, and they look like they're really brand new. They look like they've never been worn. In a way, they look kind of like immaculate. They like when really, you think about it, they do. Like somebody's no, they, well, that was a why, why is there a shoe? This is the one thing that's mind. Where is it, Paul? They look the like, like somebody spent hundreds of pounds on these trainers and they loved and they. I know they weren't that expensive, but but they looked like they'd been cleaned with a toothbrush and looked after and loved. And then there's just one of them in the most random of places, and it was kind of. I didn't touch it. It was it was laid that way, and it, it's just just I I kind of that the narrative that you're building again it's the filling in the gaps, right? Mm. Um, but what I don't happened know here? Every, yeah, but I don't know if everybody fills in the gaps the way I fill in the gaps. I suppose, and that's 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 the tricky bit. Is like how is and, and coming back to how do two pairs of daps emote anything? Like mm. how are they making any emotional connection? And to me, that that is because the emotion is that narrative that you're building, right? You're you now you're beginning to think of who was the person, why have they left their daps there, um, and and. I, there's a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of this, a slight bit of... Somebody's out there with one shoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I, I, I like the ambiguity. I like, I like the, not, the not knowing. And I think that's... I, the more I do it, that's, that's one of the things I love. But, I,
0: yeah. I, I think the thing is, is with all art, is it's all personal preference. Like, we don't like the same music. Maybe we don't like the same art. For, for me, right, and it sounds like you're in the same boat as as me for this, at least... And maybe not everybody listening is, but I like artwork that leaves a gap. I like artwork that leaves a gap for me, as the consumer of that artwork, as the viewer, as the listener, to fill
1: in. Right? You like to be suggested things, right?
0: This. Well, I, I like to be able to. What's the best way of wording this?
1: You don't want to be spoon fed, right? You don't I don't
0: want to be, be spoon fed. I want to. I, I, so- I want to impart my own feelings on
1: on something and you want to ask the the viewer to try and interpret what you're feeling right, as well as a viewer right you so i don't mag- care i don't yeah. care and
0: it was this, it's the same with my music right i don't care what other people think of my work what i care about is if they think about my work
1: <laughs> that's that's great but it's it is it is i suppose uh, uh, it's true though but like like uh, i suppose truthfully only you, the photographer who's taken those pictures, can truly know what you were feeling at the time you took the picture. And even if you ask most photographers to tell me how they were feeling when they took X, Y, or Z picture five five years ago, I'm sure most, most on the whole, maybe won't be able to recall that exact motion. Maybe some will, and I think, you, you know, if they were special photographs, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But it... it, it it dissipates and they change, don't they? Photos change over time. Like they don't, they, like they don't stay the same. The photo that I took of a tree a year ago may may mean something to me differently in in five years, or I might think right, right. differently about that tree later down the line. Right? It's, I think
0: that's what makes a good good work, though. Is it something that does make you think? And for me, at least, this is why I don't really like pop music because, like ninety eight percent of it, of the stuff I've heard at least is Really beige, bland, vanilla, boring shit that doesn't make you think. It's some idiot like singing about how he's happy and he wants the world to know. Like it's fucking boring and it's. How much
1: he loves his girlfriend. Right. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, I I get that, and I think there is, but but again like it's the mainstream stuff right and and once you dig past the mainstream and you're you're willing to be a bit of an explorer and an adventurer mm. with with music with photography with everything once you once you dig a little deeper that's when it in, it becomes interesting it's when it becomes right exciting it's when it becomes oh my god look at that how the hell did you do that Terry? you know it's like yeah, and yeah. I, that that's that's you know, uh, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't um, put our noses up at people who fall in love with pop music, and that. No, 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 no. I was
0: actually about to jump in and say the exact same thing, right? I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not being some pretentious git sat here going, "Oh, everything mainstream is shit," because it's not, right? It just isn't. I just I'm p- painting with a broad brush just to make a fucking point. There, there's there's plenty of very very famous work out there that is fucking incredible. I don't know. Like listen to Fleetwood Mac rumors fantastic album about as mainstream as it gets I don't know how many times that thing went platinum and it's fucking incredible right so again I'm I'm not I'm not I've been listening
1: to a lot of left field this week and and I never liked left field when they first like came on the scene but I this pumping tracks I've been been really getting into a bit of hardcore (laughs) this week (laughs) um I I okay. think go on. Dan, go uh, on. I, I'm I'm conscious that
0: we're probably getting near the the time that you might have to disappear off. So I'm desperate to ask you the question that you asked me. Go on. How how do you know when you've done good work? So let's say let's just take street photography as an example because
1: I know that's a world we both live in. You get home, then what? Um like like you, I'll I'll try. Sometimes I, I sometimes I'll come home and I'll download the memory card and I'll have a look. But usually I I just have a pot where I put all my memory cards in that I've used and I leave them there. And then when I'm bored one day, I'll just pick a random one out and stick it in and say, ooh, what have I got on there? And I, there's an excitement in that. Because it is a little bit like film photography in a way because you, you know you shot stuff, but you can't remember what you shot and on what, on what memory card it's on. So first of all, I play mystery memory card. That's the first thing I do. And then I'll down, put it on the computer and have a look. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing a first really quick scan. So I use Photo Mechanic. So it's really quick. It basically allows you to just look at your files super, super quick. And you can basically rate them in that. So I'm just going through. And I'm, the first thing I'm looking for is, is there an emotion? That's the question in my life. Is it making me feel something? And are that's you looking what I'm, at them full screen or are they like thumbnails? Uh, full screen, full screen, Every full image, image, full, full screen, screen. Yeah. Right key, five stars. Right key, yeah. Yeah. zero stars. Yeah. And I won't even see. I'll just. I just star the ones I like. I don't even bother starring the ones I don't like. Basically. Right. So, There's, so,
0: so the stuff you don't like never even sees sees
1: um, Lightroom, which is a photo editing software. Yeah, right? it, exactly. it, never even, it
0: never even gets in there. No,
1: nah, nah, I try not to these days. I I hate having a huge cumbersome. Didn't you light. say you
0: had like sixteen billion
1: photos in your? Uh, lightroom I, catalog i i i think it was 562391 <laughs> at the moment <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's just of the stuff that that, like, that made that made the grade
1: yeah yeah and there's a lot of like like okay. i've i've got so, much better this year anyway in
0: uh, all right all right sorry i was distracting you a little bit so so you, you go through photo mechanic what what is it that catches your eye where you're like five stars this is an image worth keeping
1: I think like there 's a combination of things is okay technically the technical thing is composition is it people so if it's if it 's a portrait or if it 's a street with people in i 'm looking like there 's no overlaps, so by overlaps, I mean is there a head behind a head or something, or is there something in the frame that is really distracting and it's, it's because it 's so distracting i can 't crop it out because the, the photo will be too small um do you know um, Street Max? Have you have you
0: seen this guy on Instagram? Street Max.
1: No, I don't know if I have
0: seen Street Max. He sounds like a
1: lovely man. He is.
0: <laughs> the work's incredible and very very surreal. Um, okay. Sorry, just what you were saying about having people stood behind people and
1: like composition and pattern and.
0: Sorry, yeah,
1: I think I think so. There's basic rules. There's basic rules that I'm giving myself, right? Which, which I don't always follow, but they kind of. When I look at it, is it, is it a response of any kind? And every photo you see, there's going to be some response, whether it's a positive or a negative, like there's going to be an emotional response of some kind, obviously, but Hmm. I'm looking for the positive ones that make me feel something. That's, that's my goal. And compositionally, is the, is the lighting really good? Like, is, is there something about the light that makes, elevates the subject to another place? Um, and that, that's, that doesn't always happen. Like, you know, um, Sometimes it can be really flat, like, and it can be just something so stupid, like, I've got one photo, I haven't posted it, but it's a, it's like a wooden fence post, and there's a, like a red, I could only call it a red cardigan, and in the cardigan, there's a scarf, right, this is like this pink scarf, and it's just been left there, but it was blowing in the wind, and the way the wind was moving it, just and it was beautiful, the light was like 5.30, so it was nearly dead, it was low in the sky, and it just catches the, the way it catches the, the the handkerchief in the light against this, and it's just these two tones of red, but it's, it's got I don't know, again, it's got this, I had this really strong emotional connection to it because it... What was the emotion? Uh, just one of, almost like comfort, like a hug, it felt like it, felt like it belonged to somebody who loved it, you know, and, and love i suppose that's that's what you're trying to get across again this thing about love is like how do you i want to show the world that that you know i, I believe love is the most powerful emotion that we can try and get across and maybe that's cheesy and there we go there's the pool that we've been missing not yes. maloquious pool that we had a minute ago <laughs> <laughs> this is hippie pool i like hippie, hippie pool. pool hippie pool but i do i do believe there's something about like i say love and kindness that now the older i get those two two bits are very important. And I think I, I try to strive for that in, in, not just in the pictures I take, but in how I am as a person. And hopefully that will relate into the way that my images, um, show, show up. Uh, you know, I, I like, I really struggle though. I really struggle of like, I, I honestly now, I battle. I have like, there's days when I won't, like, I can't, I can't look. I can't look. Please don't make me look anymore because I feel like, and you might think, oh, my God, these look at these. These are all amazing. These are all great. But I, I think every artist, like, they, trying to like your own work is the hardest thing, isn't it? it it's uh, having that subjectivity, objectivity um, about your own work is, is... Especially when you're taking photos of stuff.
0: I, I find that those can very quickly end up being in the snapshot territory, and it's really difficult to get mm-hmm. something compelling when there's nothing... To be compelled by the amount of photos I've seen, where somebody has just because it's on film and they think that just taking a photograph on film is amazing, and they've posted some inanimate horseshit object just because it's on film and they think it's inspiring because of that, and you just look at it and you think it's a fucking snapshot. Like there's nothing. You question these people and you say, "Tell me what it is that you saw when you took that." I, I, I'm willing to be converted. What have I missed as a viewer? And they come back and they're like, "I just." I'm really glad that I nailed focus. And you think, <laughs> are you fucking kidding?
1: Stephen Shaw's made a career out of it, hasn't he? I mean, let's be fair. Like, he's, like, if you look, I mean, and, and again, like, if you look through Stephen Shaw's work, is a good example. Like, sometimes you're looking at the photographs and you're going, mm, I don't get this. And, and now, though, now when I look at it, I just think he's a fucking genius, man. He, you know, he makes an ashtray look fantastic. He can, he can... Make a street corner look magical, and I I, I, I don't know, I don't know many people that can. Like, there's loads of. I suppose this is the thing, isn't it? Is that street photography feels some days very limiting, like you're in this box of tricks that you can pull out, and you're looking for, you know, humorous moments, or um, you're just you're fishing, you're you're just trying to find something good, but. When you push beyond that, um, and I, I talk about beyond it, but I, 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 I beyond in, in like inverted commas, because I think documentary street, all these different variations of photography, you're all doing the same thing. You, you don't, I don't go out and think I'm a documentary photographer. I don't go out and think I'm a street photographer. I, I do, used to. Do you? I don't anymore.
0: <laughs> I don't anymore. I used to feel like I needed some kind of a label to be able to identify myself against. And the older I get and the the, the more into
1: things I get, the more I realise that... I rebel against all boxes, rebel against all labels. I don't know if it's
0: as, as anarchic as rebelling against all boxes. I just think... <laughs> I just don't know what I'm doing. And one day I might want to post a picture that I took on top of a mountain and the next day I might want to post a close-up picture I took of a kid running down the street. And I don't really give a fuck what people make of it anymore. Like I don't, I don't feel like I have to be on brand that there's a consistency to my work that I don't need to explain to people. And if they can't see it, then they can fuck off. Like I
1: don't get, (laughs) I don't really care, you know, but that's, that's important. I think, and I think that's that, I think you should carry that. I I think that's a really strong way to feel about because by, by, Again, by you having your values and the things that you value, um, other people will value them too. Other people have the same values as you, and it's 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 maybe a bit about finding the Higginson tribe, you know, the the, the these bunch of people who think the same way as you and they like the same things as you. Yeah, maybe. And, and maybe they even dress the same as you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The problem is,
0: Paul, is that I think the consistency in my work is it's consistently shit. <laughs> like I told
1: you, it's not put-down-down-day. there's another five points for me. Uh, yeah, all right. Um, You've got the points. But but I, I think everybody feels the way you do about their work, Daniel. I, I, I think... Every, every feel, everybody feels the I, way like you I, do I, about I get, your work. <laughs> about their work. About my work. <laughs> <laughs> everybody but but it's true. Like I, I I look. I'm I'm. Are there days I'm sat and I look at my work and I think, fuck me. Maybe I should go and become a janitor. Or you know, they, they, for sure. Like I I think they they just natural doubts that everybody has. And um, I I believe part of the game and part of the skill is in that out. You know, and saying hey, have, like this 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 see but again confidence to. To just back your horse, drive your bus, be the one that believes in you. Because if you don't believe in your fucking self, John down the road ain't, Stephen is, Aston Martin's no way gonna, and the publishers or the agencies that are gonna hire you will never believe. And I, 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 I learned a while back that you can. You know, you can be a good bullshitter. like, and 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 it, it it's, maybe it isn't bullshit. Bullshit's the wrong word, but it's just it is a bit about backing yourself. And and sometimes, like, because maybe you're a bit like me, that it feels a bit awkward doing that. It feels a bit awkward backing your own boat. You feel a bit like I don't even think you have to back your own boat. Th- I think the key is that you just have to
0: enjoy what you're doing. And the, the day you stop enjoying it is the day you should stop. You know, if you're not having fun and I use the word fun very loosely. I'm not saying you should be merrily skipping around the streets <laughs> with your GFX 6,000 or whatever it is you're walking. <laughs> if you don't enjoy the process of what you are doing, whether that's photography or whether it's you're in a band or, or, or something, then what are you doing? Like find, find something else. And it might be within the same like niche. Maybe you're still going to be in a band, but maybe you don't need to be in like a, I don't know, a jazz-funk band now. Maybe you need to be in a different type of band. Maybe that's you not floating
1: be, in your boat. You could be a band manager, or you could be, you know, an oboe player. Or <laughs> <laughs> That's a massive leap between oboe player and band manager. <laughs> or somebody lead markets bands, or, or a graphic designer that builds album covers. You know, this this, like, when you say music, it's such a wide and varied career, isn't it? It, the is, it is. same with photography. Like, you could be a picture editor, you could be a photographer. This like, it's, again, it's, you know... The, the world is your oyster. But you only find what you love by doing it, and you find what you you hate by doing it. I I never think it's too late either, right? No, never too late. I I believe everybody... I I, I think I'd like to be trying new things until I'm very old, I think. You know? Have a bit of pate.
0: (laughs) 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 Maybe you should... um, Maybe we should start band. You said you wanted to be a singer, right?
1: Let's... let's, Do you know what? When we have my barbecue, you're going to come with a guitar, Dan, and we're going to have a little stage... And um, we're going to we're gonna make a beautiful movie together.
0: Do you know the first feeling that hit me when you said you can come with your guitar was the crazy late nights packing all my shit into the back of a small car and, and the dread of doing so and unpacking at the other end <laughs> and then setting up and then unpacking again after playing 20-minute set and then putting it back in your small car and then reversing that process at like one in the morning when you get home. I used to do that twice
1: a week. That, my friend, is commitment. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose that's it, isn't it? It's the same. You, 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 I don't think you can do anything for a long time without that enjoyment and that passion for the thing. Because otherwise, you eventually you get to the point and you think, what the fuck am I doing this for? Like, once mm-hmm. that, once the, once the joy goes, everything goes. The world ends. <laughs> Um,
0: okay right i've got one more point to make and, go on, go and on. it's one we've made a million times before so we don't need to labor over it but the other time to know when you whether or not your work is good your close group of people that you have that you trust to critique your work your what mm. did you call them your trusted lieutenants
1: yes your lieutenants sergeant major
0: me ten. I, I, <laughs> I think if ever you're feeling really lost and you can't tell whether your own work is good Maybe outsource that job to a close friend of yours that you trust their opinion.
1: But I I also think building that circle, those lieutenants, is a really important thing as well. So don't don't settle don't settle on you know your mates down the pub or your mum and your and your sister. You go out there and speak to the because I reckon most photographers that you you. Are passionate about, or that you you love their work. If you reach out to them, I reckon nine out of ten would come back with, to you with a decent response. If if you constructed a decent, you know, a letter. I don't, I think... don't know. I don't know. I I've, I've done that, and I've had a few fuck offs. But have you? Yeah. And we should make a list of who told you to fuck off. I can't remember, and I don't really <laughs> care. <laughs> but maybe give me and Paul a
0: shout. I'll listen to your newest record. I'll check out the the painting you did or the interiors photography you've done or whatever the fuck you're into. Like, I'll check yeah, it out. Yeah. We'll check it out. We'll have a look when we're done. Yeah, give me a Porsche out. All right. I feel like we've we've basically sorted out that subject. So I guess in conclusion, the way to tell when you're doing good work is that you should be enjoying it and your friends should enjoy it too.
1: Yeah, your friends should enjoy it. Your mother should enjoy it. Your children should enjoy it. Your grandmother should enjoy it. Your shopkeeper should enjoy it. You know, there's a lot of enjoyment to be guessed that. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, I, I think to make good work, make it for yourself. That's, that's the key, isn't it? Make it for yourself and, and try and, try and think really hard about how you feel about the world and how you feel about yourself. And when you do those things, even subconsciously, the work will begin to unfold like the things that you take pictures of will naturally begin to show themselves you know and and that's all you can hope for i think and whether whether the world loves it or just six men and their dog i i i I think we should all be past this like i don't think it really matters i think what matters is is something that allows you to see the world your world uh your way and Maybe, hopefully, other people will get something out of it too. I mean, that's the best you can hope for, I think. Beautiful. So, shout-outs.
0: I already see what you've got. Go on, go first, Paul.
1: I'm going to go with um, one of my favourite street... He is my favourite street photographer. I'm not going to bullshit you. I love a bit of Matt Stewart. Do you know, Um, I think he listens. Does he really? Well,
0: well, he certainly follows us on Instagram and likes all our posts. Wow, that is pretty cool
1: i i like i mean
0: give us a call mr stewart
1: yeah come on he used to be a skater
0: didn't he yeah
1: he was a big skater apparently he's he's...
0: i think we've had this conversation about that before sorry yeah
1: (laughs) and I, i was reading a review of somebody writing a review of his book on amazon they said it was a bit like a a skating video from the 80s where it's just short punchy pieces of information that you know and i you know interestingly I got a bit bored of street photography, Matt. I'm not gonna lie to you. I got a little bit jaded. I got like oh my god. But after reading this this week, I thought, you know what, Stuart? I'm going out <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go and take some street photos. I didn't. But but I there was one bit I really made me laugh. Um and I s uh, let's see if I can find it. See so he, he basically bad these Instagram people that we've all loved. that He called them graphic bunnies, I think he called them. You know, people who just take pictures of, like, silhouettes in graphical little ways. I think it's graphic bunnies he called. I'll I'll have to come back to you on that, maybe. But there was another... Where is it? Where is it? I just want to find this bit. Oh, I think I'm a graphic bunny. (laughs) How depressing is that? Oh, what is
0: it? I'm sorry, Matt. I'm really sorry. I don't mean to be a graphic bunny. I'm aspiring to do better. The,
1: The three Fs. Fish follow, and fuck, basically. Seriously, his... fuck was the third one? Yeah. What does he mean by that? So, Jesus, holy he's not fu-
0: fucked that's, that's That's a big page to dedicate to those three words.
1: <laughs> it basically means holy fuck when you see one of those, you know, one of those moments when there's like somebody with a rabbit head <laughs> while guess. swallowing a toad, while riding a bike, while banning your mother. No, sorry. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> You know though that's I, I it's really I just yeah, I read it in about I don't know, a morning. I just not even that long. Just cause consumed I consumed it. Yeah, and just I I, I came book. away with a really big smile on my face. I really you know, oh, it, it, I need it's, to get a book. It's it's good, it's good. I'll, I'll maybe I can lend it to you. Sorry, Matt, and then you don't have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Right. It looks good. Uh, it, it's, cheap, it's, it's, it's cheap in photography book I mean, it's not a cheap book, it's a good book. <laughs> It's, a, it's like 15 or 10, 15 quid, something like that. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one.
0: Really and it's And it. it's worth supporting him. I like his it, work. Yeah,
1: I like his work too. We like you, Matt. We do. We do. Even if I am being called a graphic bunny. You are a graphic bunny. I, 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 I think it wasn't graphic bunny, but, that, but that's what I'll call you from now on. Graphic bunny. <laughs> Maybe we should just <laughs> rename the episode. <laughs> <laughs> How to be a graphic bunny.
0: <laughs> okay. It's Easter right. after all. It is Easter. Well, it's Easter now. When people hear this in two weeks' time, it won't be Easter. Did you get any eggs, though? I got absolutely spoiled. It was ridiculous. I'm a 35-year-old man, and it's embarrassing, the number of eggs. Tanya got me, like, an egg. Like, it was an egg sandwich from Hotel Chocolate. It was, like, lamb and mint or something. And she got me all these other little chocolates and some, like, some uh, jelly baby Jelly baby bunnies or something? I don't know. Uh, Chicks. They were chicks. Did did you have
1: a sexy chocolate evening? Did we have a sexy chocolate evening? I'm not answering (laughs) (laughs) that. That means you did. (laughs) Tanya, wait till I see you. (laughs) Chocolate night with Dan Higginson and Tanya. You can do a lot with melted chocolate, you know? So I've heard. (laughs) <laughs> my wife is waving at me to tell me my food is ready to so give me a shout out higginson so i can go and okay eat. speaking of emotive work my shout out this week is donna ferreira
0: um her new book holy in terms of holy shit i can't believe i had to wait 12 months for this fucking thing to arrive it, I, it's amazing paul i don't know if you've seen it right but it's in you were saying about like is there any photography that you look at that is truly emotive this thing's like it's got a feminist theme running for it um it's all about the women in in donna ferrera's life or the women that have been around her in her life and there's some iconic quite old well-known donna ferrera photography in there and there's some there's some newer stuff as well and it's it's just really bloody good like it actually is emotive mm. and it's not it's not abstracted in in the way that i normally it's very documentary
1: mm. um it's, it's really good i strongly suggest checking out I was, I was just, I was thinking of when I was said, you know, that one of those books, like this Donna Ferreira book. There's another um, artist, Sean Davy, looking for Alice. Have you seen that work? It's about, um, so she's a mother of a Alice is a Down syndrome child, and it's just. It's, I think when I when I, I think, think about I've it, now, I it's, again, it's when I look at these photos, I I, I get this level, this warmth and this kindness and this love from the mum. You know, I, it's. Really powerful, really powerful stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's my final thought for the evening, Daniel. Um, Lovely.
0: Right, I'll put it all in the show notes, just for those people that can't be asked to look around. Um, it's probably worth mentioning at this point as well, because we are what nine episodes in, and <laughs> I've I've not really been doing this yet so far. I'm going to start putting affiliate links in the notes. So, if you end up buying anything from Amazon. Um, support your local retailers if you can find matt stewart's book at a local retailer i suggest you buy it there don't buy it from amazon but yeah. if you're going to buy it from amazon i will leave a link and we will get a very small cut of of whatever money you've put on i've not sorted any of this out yet i've got to do like tax forms and all that kind of rubbish but anyway if you buy anything you'll be supporting the show a little bit um come on l- let let me and pull wet our beaks a little yeah come on come on big give us some of that sweet sweet Love Amazon it. money. <laughs> All right. Thank you nice very time. much. For, thank you Sorry. very much for lending us your ears for another week. Um, we will catch you in the same, what was it? Same bad
1: time, time, same bad place? Same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> <laughs> thank Jim. you, Danielle. I love speaking to you, mate. It was a pleasure, as always. Likewise, Paul, as always.